You are listening to Agency Work, the podcast that provides career advice for people who want to work at a creative agency. I'm your host, Parker Playstead. Today, I'm talking with Tony Jordan. Tony is a senior art director in the Creative Services Department at CarMax Digital and Innovation Center in Richmond, Virginia. Tony has a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in graphic design from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga and a Certificate of Design from the Creative Circus in Atlanta, Georgia. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. Thank you. It's fun to have you here in the podcast with me today. We met a couple of years ago through the Advertising Club of Richmond. We were both mentors in the mentorship program, and we've talked about sharing our insights about the work we have done in our professional life with the people who want to do that kind of work. So I'm glad to have you here in the podcast studio to continue sharing our advice. Now, as I was doing my research on you, I saw your profile on the Creative Mornings website, and I like this statement. You're an art director with a designer's eye, a strategist's mind, and a mentor's heart, which I think is a great description based on our conversations and the outline we've developed for today. I think that's a great summary, those three things. Mm, thank you. So, Tony, you have 20 years of experience working in visual design for agencies and a lot of graphic design work, and you recently made the transition to working in-house at CarMax. But I'd like to go back to those early days and start this conversation with you talking about your start as a graphic designer working on branding projects. So right after graduating from the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga, I um, – worked at a small agency um, where I got thrown kind of quickly into branding. That's when I worked with Columbia Sportswear. And um, what was interesting about that was it was a national company. And we were working on packaging, um, working with photographers. So kind of looking at it from um, and learning from others quickly, um, which, I, which was a great, you know, first small agency type of position to be in. Um, and then I realized I wanted more. So I wanted more from me. So I went back to school in Atlanta to the Creative Circus. So let's talk yeah. about that a minute because the Creative Circus is a, a neat school in Atlanta. And since we have the VCU Brand Center here and the VCU School of Arts here, some people compare that to the Creative Circus in Atlanta. Um, and the Creative Circus is known as a portfolio school mm -hmm. uh, focused on helping their students develop their portfolios to go out and um, demonstrate their work and land uh, jobs and, and get hired based on their portfolio. So let me give the audience a little uh, overview of the Creative Circus by reading the, the mission statement from their website. And, and this uh, – I like it. It's a little funny, a little humor to it. I mean, it's serious, but it's got a little humor. It is called the Creative Circus. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> right, right. Got the, yeah. So, so it's got to have a little bit of humor have in some there. Humor in it. So, their mission statement says the Creative Circus mission is to graduate the best prepared, most avidly sought after creatives in the marketing communications industry. With all due respect to your magna cum something status, the fact is, it won't get you hired in the top creative departments portfolios do. Really good ones. Sure, 
there's always an exception, that kid whose father knows someone, the talented freak of nature. But for everyone else, the Creative Circus is a great portfolio school to start and an even better place to finish. Because when you do, you'll be well prepared to get hired at the best agencies in the world and, more importantly, excel there. So that's, that's a really interesting description of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my experience with the Creative Circus as a student there. And, um, you know, most, most of the people that I went to school with at the circus, um, they worked for a little bit before going back there to a portfolio school. I, I did graduate with a magna cum laude uh, from the University of Tennessee as well, but um, I, that was a different time. I mean, we were using placa, hand-drawn type, you know, um, cut and paste. I mean, Adobe One was out, Photoshop One was out. Um, freehand was still being used back then as well. And I think... Um, what the circus did for me was make it real because the teachers there are working in the field currently, majority of them at least. Um, so you're, it's like real time. It's like, hey, I had this client today and they come in and they talk about it and like this was how we solved it. So it wasn't about what kind of grade you were going to get or, you know, passing, passing a test or something like this. It was really about real life understanding what they're going through and them putting you through it and no holds barred. I mean, it's an intense program, but they produce amazing people. And I, I love that they do recognize that in that statement that it's not just getting a job, right? So the portfolio is a very important piece, but keep but being there and being happy at a job um, and giving it, it your all. So um, there's a preparedness um, that the circus gives you that I don't think at least in my experience, undergraduate did. And then you went on to be an adjunct faculty there. So you didn't just go there and get your certificate. You actually were uh, kept on as an adjunct faculty. Yeah, I I graduated and worked um, the day after graduation from the circus. I really did get my dream job. And it was for a small design studio in Atlanta called EM2 Design. They're still still there. Um, Hi, Chris, if you're listening. and that gave me a lot of hats to wear. It, it was demanding in a very healthy way because I had access to working with UPS. Actually, I did brand work with UPS through them. Um, a lot of universities, Furman University, um, Yale University, we worked with just a variety of um, higher education um, institutions and working on brand. Um, that's where I got my feet wet in regards to uh, photo shoots and directing during photo shoots. And because it was small, like I said, I got to work on a lot of different kinds of things. But I I did. I was drawn back to the circus. I still had friends there, but uh, they've moved on. And I was like, oh, I what I want f- people to know, it's like, I'd love to tell them, like, okay, we'll come back and, and create a create a class. And I was really driven by community work. I still am to this day. Um, so I, lo- I created a class called um, Designing for Capital Campaigns. Um, and what that was, was basically um, learning how to do a short-lived branded campaign, but brand focused on fundraising for, for a nonprofit. So it was an interesting challenge, um, but it kind of, I've circled back, you know, to my work now, but I love that um, 
the circus was really open to listening to, hey, this is this is something that we're missing and our students could really benefit from this. Um, and that's the beauty of having, a, I guess, a private kind of smaller school, portfolio school versus a university that you have to go through a lot of um, hoops in order to get new classes created. Um, I hear, you know, VCU Brand Center has got a dynamic similar. Um, I know they have one of their uh, a creative circus professor over there. And they're doing teams type of work like we did at the Creative Circus. That was another element. You're working with writers. You're working with art directors. As I, I was there for graphic design, um, photographers. And then, every, you know, as a team. And that's real life. <laughs> that's what you do when you're in the real world. So, Tony, thank you. Uh, enjoy hearing about the Creative Circus. It's an interesting school, interesting program, and glad to have you here and have your insights on that. Back then, you were focused on graphic design, and one of the things we've talked about, which is a topic I've wanted to talk about in this podcast, is the transition from being an individual contributor as a graphic designer to being a leader as an art director or creative director. And in our conversations, you had talked about the role of a graphic designer and kind of the focus of a graphic designer versus the role and focus of a creative director or art director. So I'm going to turn it over to you and and have you explain that. Mm -hmm. Well, since we were talking about schools, I think a lot of schools do have a division there, right? They have fine arts. I mean, my undergraduate's BFA, and that's in graphic design. Um, And then there's communications departments who you graduate art directors. So they're like sometimes two very different programs. And I think for a while there, graphic design and art direction were two different career paths. But um, for me, it definitely the lines started to blur. And I think even more so as a whole in the industry, those lines are blurred. Because graphic design used to be strictly branding or if you were doing package design or retail design, very specific tactical type of thinking, um, creating experience with um, very detailed oriented, you know, they would be lovers of typography and not that art directors aren't, but um, the focus is really craftsmanship type of focus. Whereas with, with art direction, that's more ad campaign type of thinking, um, more business oriented maybe, but also more strategically because you have business goals, you have logistics, you have um, kind of um, goals for individuals. I, I, I think ultimately it's a strategic way of thinking versus a tactical way of thinking if you're you know, looking at mindsets um, essentially. So, but what is, you know, our demand right now is for that to cross over and to blend together. I know um, the last several years I've been working, I kind of do all of that. um, And I love it. I love that variety in there. But I love that I came from graphic design. So I am looking still at typography and kerning and those types of elements. But I'm definitely thinking more strategically. And that doesn't happen overnight. Right, right. Well, I think it kind of goes back to how you were talking at the Creative Circus. You were part of a team with other uh, mm-hmm. members of the team that had different skill sets. So it's one thing to be an individual contributor on the team, 
But my understanding of the creative director, art director, is you're leading a team. Mm -hmm. So you've got people working on things. You've got to give the vision to them to bring them into alignment with what you want done and, and get them involved. So it, it seems to me like you make the transition from being an individual contributor on the team to leading a team. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's a great observation. I will say the writers, uh, my best teams I've worked on have had strong writers. So I will say it's a true collaboration with writer and art director. I wouldn't say the art director is necessarily in the lead as a whole. But um, I mean, depending on what type of result you're looking for, the art director may be a stronger point person and lead on that. Um, yeah, so I have led um, teams in regards to, um, for example, in um, at CarMax, I, I led a, the brand photo shoot with another art director who's been there a while. He, he was really focused on, you know, logistics, and I was really focused on what kind of product we're going to be getting, and then on the shoot itself, directing the talent, picking the talent first and going through all of the headshots and creating families from, for uh, for our work. Um, but then also, you know, on set, directing them um, and then being able to select those images as we come back. So creating, um, so I was the lead on that type of work. And then of some other branding projects as well. Um, a big, big part, and if I could kind of communicate to a student who's listening or someone who's in that kind of crossroads of their career where they're looking at, where do I go from here? You know, I feel like I've kind of grown into where I'm at and I want to grow more. Um, I think you have to think broadly across disciplines. Um, really think about tapping into individual subject matter experts that's something I do in integrated campaigns um, right now is getting social media experts, getting um, brand digital experts um, to come together under one umbrella that is the um, look and feel that I've created um, for a campaign, for instance. Another thing I'd love to mention is the idea of um, when you're presenting your work to present it with rationale. And that's important because that helps elevate your role from designer, very tactically uh, focused to strategically focused. That, that means you're listening to the broader picture. You're hearing the feedback from clients, from your creative director probably um, as well if you're working in that type of dynamic. But the idea is, you know, the business goals are in there and you can kind of thread them back to some sort of rationale about your design. There's meaning behind your decisions. You may not realize that you're doing them because you do them all the time. But to be able to communicate that to someone who may not be a creative person is is just so important and valued. And that will create a, a level of value to you um, to help elevate your position. So I, I definitely would um, want folks to know about that aspect as well. Tony, thank you for sharing those insights uh, from your work as a art director and a creative director. I want to switch over to the next topic on our outline tonight, and that's the Richmond Night Market. This is something you've been working on and it's a free open-air night market that features independent artists, live music, 
DJs, a makerspace for adults, and a creative kids hangout. It's here in Richmond. You've been working on the team that put it together. It recently launched with the, the first um, first night that it was open. I'd like you to talk about that and the work that went into making that happen. And you had some great uh, stories for me around working with the team that's putting that together. And it's just a, a neat thing that you've done for Richmond. So I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about it. Yeah, this really is a, a passion project. I know that word is used a lot, but it is from the heart. It's combining my years of experience in advertising design, um, but also a commu- the community aspect I mentioned earlier, um, culture as well. So when I first moved to Richmond, I was a letterpress printer. I had a letterpress um, and designed for that, loved that and had a little studio um, on off of Hull Street. I met a couple of ladies over there who were creating these pop-ups, and it was called Artisan Cafe. And they weren't artists themselves, but they loved gathering artists together to share their experiences and their, their work. Um, so I joined that um, and really felt a sense of community the first time I felt a sense of community here in Richmond being from Atlanta, not knowing anyone um, when I moved here. Um, so it, it really was a home for me. It felt I felt like a, a creative home for me. So that was a few years ago. And, and then when they came to me about doing this night market, I was, wasn't sure what I was getting into, <laughs> quite honestly. But I love that I'm part of it. It is a lot of work, but at the same time, it's stretching me as a creative person because um, they are the true visionaries of what it could be, but they introduced me um, as a creative director so I can contribute to that creative vision of what this uh, night market could be. So um, part of that is what you mentioned, those areas. Um, So it's every second Saturday from April through December from 5 to 10 p.m., and it's on 17th Street Market um, in Shaco. And um, that's an open air. They just, the city just renovated the space, and they were looking for programming there. Um, So it was a great opportunity to bring some history um, and then some newness. So the independent artists, the small business um, folks that are vendors there are, we tip, last time we had 40 vendors April, I'm in April, um, and in May, we also have 40 vendors signed up, which is amazing since we were really talking about if we had 25, that would be great. Um, but we want demo demonstrations um, from the artists there. So you'll find there'll be potters spinning wheels and, and teaching and showing their techniques. Um, we have Hamilton Glass, which is a... Um, mural artist here in town and he did a demonstration last time we built a wall for him to paint on and uh, this time he's invited guests you know just people who signed up to um, and and anyone can sign up if, ahead of time um, I think it's $50 for the experience and basically he teaches you how to make a mural um, and then we also have live music um, this upcoming um, May, 
we're having um, some Latin um, music and Latin dance. So it will be interesting, different type of vibe. Last time we had more drums and um, jazz um, in in that market. So it definitely is a cultural kind of inclusiveness experience. We want diversity in regards to not only the work that's there and the, the qualities of work and the kinds of work, but from, from ethnicities and cultural backgrounds as well and ages. So I, I love to say it's from you know, we're looking at the the type of clientele and the type of people who who come are from kids to couples. Um, so we also had uh, art. We're going to have Art 180 um, at this next market. So there'll be a lot of hands-on activities for the kids there as well. Um, but basically, you know, it's it's something to bring the community together in a very different way. We were expecting maybe 500 people at our first market. It ended up being around 2,000 for our very first market. Wow. Yeah. That's quite the turnout. Yeah. We were, we were really excited about that um, because I feel like it reflected the need. Like people are looking for this and wanting this. Is, you know, every major city has a night market um, except for Richmond. But now, well, now Richmond does. Um, but from a creative standpoint, what was interesting was hiring a freelancer to actually do the design work and give us um, aspects and tools to use that I can kind of continue on and, and expand out as needed. Um, and, and Andre Johnson from uh, Mindhatch Creative uh, did that for us. It did an a, a impeccable job. Um, love the work that he did, but it's a little bit of letting go for me because I can only do so many things. So letting go of uh, that really fun project that could be and communicating what we talked about as a team that we wanted and it the market hadn't even started yet. So being very intentional with a way I described the type of work we were looking for this artist to, or this designer to do um, without really knowing like what was going to happen. Um, but I do believe we're in control of that. It's by design, right? It's by design that we have a community of diverse people and um, independent artists. It's by design that we have uh, the the urban energy from because we picked this location. It's those decisions. Um, you know, having a mural artist for our first season. You know, I think those types of things is what makes it um, that vision come into play. And that's being a creative director is is trying to pick and choose and being very selective with these elements and not let it lead itself be just very intentional and being able to communicate that to others. Um, that's been a great challenge and a, and a great love. Um, so I'm so excited to continue this on. And you were telling me that uh, this ability to lead a team like that is something that you've grown into and become much more comfortable with more recently. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that, that you, know, you were saying a few years ago, you, you may not have really felt like you could have pulled this off? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's a little maturity and it's a little bit more of realizing um, you have to meet people where they're at. You can beat people over the head. I like it. I want it this way. I want it this way. I want it this way. But if they're not hearing you, they could be listening but not truly hear you because you're not meeting them where they're at. 
Um, and I am a believer in a leadership style that you should inspire other creative people to reach in and pull out that type of thing with the scope of intentional intentional space um, rather than demand and, and dictate and I, I'm just not that's that's just not my style so learning how to be observant of other creative people's type of um, uh, nuances and what they need to hear in order to be motivated. And I, I think CarMax has helped me with that for sure. It's definitely a, a, a space of very different kinds of people and working in very different types of uh, areas from you know retail space to sports to digital. So it's, it's if I'm pulling in this team, you know, how do I do that and, and reach them where they're at? So kind of tying back to our conversations and where we met at the ad club and the mentorship program, mm -hmm. it seems like advice for an art director might be is look for opportunities like this, like the Richmond Night Market, where you're going to be working with people and have a chance to lead mm -hmm. you know, that team in a direction. And as you said, meet them where they are and get that kind of experience of working with the team. That, I think, would be uh, mm -hmm. good advice to anybody who wants to be a creative director, art director. Look for the opportunities where they can play that role and get experience working with people. And I'm sure there are plenty of volunteer opportunities mm -hmm. around wherever you are as an audience, where, you know, wherever our audience uh, is. I'm sure they can find volunteer opportunities to apply their creative art direction skills mm -hmm. um, and look for those opportunities and be on a team and uh, help uh, through that experience become a better leader mm -hmm. as an art director. Well, and to tag team off of that type of thinking um, is take every project actually in the beginning, do everything and learn, learn about yourself and what your style is. Um, and then when you're working with a team, it's so important to understand trust and so demonstrate that trust when you go into a presentation and you talk about we and not I did this, I did this. Okay, maybe you did, but you as a team kind of created this, you know, um, concept. You as a team, you know, like so really looking at building that trust with other team members because if you can do that within working with them, when you become an art director, creative director, and you're leading, you have a little more empathy, I think, with those folks that are on the ground, if you, you want to put it that way. But, you know, on the ground doing the actual detailed work, you, you understand it from their point of view a lot better. Tony, thank you for talking about the Richmond Night Market and give us some insight on that and this conversation about being involved in uh, volunteer opportunities to help you develop your skills leading people as a art director, a creative director. So I think that was helpful to our audience to hear about that. And I'm really happy that I got you in here tonight because this was a topic talking about going from being an individual contributor as a graphic designer to being an art director or a creative director and, and the steps involved in that, the transition and the different kinds of skills you need for that. That was on my list for season two. I, it was, that was a topic I really wanted to cover. So I'm glad you came in today to have that conversation. And it was great. I, I think this was a great conversation. 
So unfortunately, we've run out of time. We've covered a lot of great stuff, but we've run out of time. So I've got to close out the episode. Uh, so let me transition into that. To our audience, you have been listening to the Agency Work Podcast. My guest today has been Tony Jordan. We have been talking about her work as a graphic designer after earning her BFA degree. And then she went back to school at the Creative Circus, and we talked about the Creative Circus and what she learned there and uh, some more details about what the Creative Circus is. And I, I'm glad we were able to roll that into this conversation since we've featured VCU Arts and the VCU Brand Center in other episodes. Then we went on to talk about her involvement in the Richmond Night Market here in Richmond, Virginia. And that's uh, – we got to be careful because there's another Richmond night market somewhere else in the world, uh, Canada. Yeah, I think it's in Canada. Canada. So if you Google Richmond night market, we're in Richmond, Virginia. If it's hundreds of thousands of miles away or hundreds of miles away, then you know that's not the right yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the right one. We're in Richmond, Virginia. So uh, I know you've been working on a uh, website. Can you give us some insight on how to find that website? And maybe by the time this episode airs, the website might be live. Yes. So we're, we're in the middle of that. We've been so focused actually on the market and um, our social media marketing um, that the website is, is being developed right now. Um, and Andre is helping out with that for sure. And I think the URL is going to be richmondnightmarketva.com. And of course, you can always email us at, at richmondva nightmarket at gmail.com and then follow us the Richmond Night Market on um, Facebook and Instagram as well. Okay, good. And Tony's got an Instagram account if you want to see some of her stuff online. She's at Instagram and it's uh, T-O-N-I underscore I-S underscore. So the the idea with that I was trying to be cool but evidently it just kind of fizzled out. But the idea was all of the captions were going to continue the sentence is Tony is in, in a location or Tony is experiencing this type of thing. And it just because I'm a lot of I'm everywhere and I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things and have a lot of different types of um, people that I interact with. So so it's a sentence. I, it was, it's it's a, a, it's the beginning a, of a sentence, but you know, I'm just, I'm. I guess that's why I'm not a writer because I kind of <laughs> just forget about it half the time. Well, so. it, it's a clever idea. I like, <laughs> I like the theme. I like that you had a theme for this, and um, so I like that. So anyway, it's Tony is T O N I underscore I S underscore on Instagram. So thank you, Tony, for coming in today. Thanks for having me. This has been. Just tons of fun. I'm I'm really enjoying. It. I, I always enjoy our conversations yeah. offline and and when we're in the ad club and about mentorship and all of that as well. But this just kind of making it um, recorded and official. It's it's been a really good time. Thank good, you. good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And to our audience, thank you for listening. I will be back next week with a new guest, and I hope you will tune into that episode. This podcast was recorded at Red Amp Audio in Richmond, Virginia. This is Agency Work signing off.